six-pack lap it at. This is the European Open men's preview show. And I just want to say, um, during the recording, I could not hear it. And no, no, no one else could either. But afterwards, I noticed my mic. There definitely was something wrong during this recording. So I apologize right now. You will notice uh, everyone else's mic. Everyone sounds fine. There's uh, four of us on there. But my microphone, it comes off staticky or something. Uh, but that is going to be fixed. So the men's and women's European show, unfortunately, that's how I sound. Apologies. But everything else, the research is quality. Everybody else's mic is quality. So if you can muscle your way through it, we got a hell of a show for you. With no further ado, here it is. We're back. The boys are back. Minus Rory. I didn't Tory. And I didn't mean that to rhyme, but fuck it. That was dope. That was hot fire. It's the European Championships. We are going to do the men's division. We have several world champions. We got some people looking for some historic performances. And we'll do it division by division and pick our podium, each of us. And as we always do, we'll start with the smaller gentleman first. 59 kilo class. And I see some familiar names in here. Former seven or former 66 kilo world champion. Um, Savalainen of Finland is now entering into the 59 kilo class. It'll be interesting what he posts up. And he's going to be accompanied. Uh, I mean, obviously, his total looks monstrous in the 66-kilo class total, though. So I don't know what to expect from the former world champ, a weight class up. Bill, what do you expect from the 59 kilos? All right. So here's my breakdown here. I have uh, Yevgeny, the silver medalist at Worlds from Russia, coming in first place. Ooh. Then I have uh, Darius Wazola from Poland coming in second place. And then I have Anti Savalainen coming in third place um, from Finland. So he is ranked or nominated with the first place, but he's also nominated with a 66 kilo total. He just competed and bombed out of equipped worlds last month or a couple of weeks ago. And he weighed in at like 65 and change <laughs> in the 66 class. So you know, he could have just drank into that and tried to weigh as much as he could. So he fit the equipment possibly that's totally a thing, but I feel like the first time, cause he hasn't competed at 59 in forever. Um, so I feel like that six kilo cut for him is going to be pretty detrimental to his total. That's my synopsis of that. My man, I, you're our equipped guy. And I was not looking at the equipped side and, um, uh, holy smoke. that is big the fact that like the equipped worlds was like practically yesterday and the fact that he was a 65 kilo and change and bombed out does not bode well to making it as a 59 kilo lifter you're right maybe you drank into it but i don't know i don't know why you would um because you need to fill the equipment up so if he has a 66 kilo gear and he weighs, and he, and he doesn't I, weigh enough, then he's not going to fill into it and he's going to 
bomb out. So maybe that's the, maybe it did happen. Who knows? Yeah, I was just thinking like, why wouldn't he go fifty nine kilo if he had to drink into it? Why wouldn't he be fifty nine for a quit worlds as well? If you unless like, unless his plan was I'll keep shrinking and that's only my halfway point of shrinking. It just sounds, I, I'm like you thinking there's too many intangibles on that story though. Either way the story goes, if he had to drink into it or if he, because he's halfway shrinking down or he, if he for really, really is 65 kilo and he thinks he's going to do a Superman cut down the 59, whichever way, I don't like it. I don't like it. I didn't know that he was 65 kilo just like almost yesterday. I thought maybe I'd taken some time on this one. Um, that changes some things for me. I'm glad you Tori missed that too. I see her over there. Away ah, she's good. She that too. Hey, listen, you're the, you're the, no, I saw that he was doing a big, big cut, but I, I didn't know that he, um, I, I knew that he just competed at equipped worlds, but, uh, like Ryan said, I'm not familiar with equipped lifting. I don't know that the cut could possibly make not big of a difference yeah i mean i I wasn't i didn't see uh yeah i didn't even i didn't even notice that so um i'm glad you went first my man what do you arian do you want to go next sir what are you thinking sure i'm glad bill went first because he's wrong oh (laughs) i mean i know i know the cut is rough i know he bombed out equipped who really cares about that but i know he weighed in 65.6 when he uh competed equipped so it is a big cut but I'm not sure why he decided to go 59 for Europeans when he hasn't done 59 in years and years, but it could be like he hasn't won a European or World Championship World Games in many years. And so maybe he they saw like Fedosenko is not going to be coming, so they made like a change. I didn't see the preliminaries to see if he was like 66 and moved down. Maybe he feels like this is his chance. He can do a big cut. Uh, as far as the nominations, the guy in second place, I couldn't find that actual total, so I don't believe it. It was like 525. But Evgeny is good and Darius is good. So it just depends on how much his total drops. I think he has enough of a gap that even with a hard weight cut, you know, being 600 kilos or being 595 or 585, I think will still be enough to pull off the win. So I'm sticking with Anti for first, Evgeny for second, and Darius for third. Damn it. Tori, this is what they do to me, man. I Bill gives an excellent reason why. Um, Anti's not going to do it. He just bombed and he set himself up for another back-to-back bomb. A huge hero cut of six kilo, which is at that body weight. We're talking like close to like 14 pounds. That's that's an incredible amount of body weight when these are 130 pound men. And then on the, then on the flip side, Irian makes a good when he's like, okay, let's say he drank into it a little bit. So he wasn't actually 65 kilo. He's actually 63 kilo. Let's say He's going to do a hero cut and he takes a big knock on his total. He's got a lot of room on his total and could still win. His total could drop 40 kilo and he might still win. And he's right too. Fudge. Drops 10% of his weight, 10% of his total goes. He's down 63 kilos. Guess what? It's a battle. right there, bro. He's right there. Who's got the big big deadlift though? (laughs) I mean, he did. He did. <laughs> I don't That's know, Tori. This is this is where. Um, what do you say? Split the difference between these guys and, and, and let me know which way you're going. <laughs> I'm going with the hero cut story. Oh. This guy, <laughs> yeah. Even if he loses like 40 kilos off his total, then he he could still easily come in first or even have a battle with um, Evgeny, but. If Jenny plays second at Worlds, so I can't see him putting too much. Like, he just competed at Worlds. Right. I can't see him putting too much on his total from 
then. So that still puts Anti like pretty far in the lead. And then I have Darius's third. He's a veteran and I can't see him um, screwing up at all. Yeah, he shouldn't drop. Yeah, he's, 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 uh, a- he's a very consistent lifter. Yeah. Yeah, he's he been around a lot of time off, too. Darius, I mean, yeah. Darius used to compete like three or four times a year, five times a year. So he's took a lot of time off. So that's either a good thing or a bad thing. So we'll see what, you know, how, how yeah. detrimental or helpful that is for him. So Tori is right that um, Evgeny hit 562.5 just in September. So I wouldn't expect a massive jump in his total. It really does come down to... How <laughs> bad is AT going to feel with this weight cut? Like, this is what it comes down to. And this is another one of these, like, how the fudge are you going to know? God. You know what? Here's what it is. All right. I'm going with the hero cut. And, and, and um, hell yeah. Auntie, Auntie is a grown ass man in his 40s. My man better know his body by now. He's been competing forever, he's won world titles. I'm just hoping my man knows what he's doing. Um, so I'm going to bank on the hero cut. Auntie, I have no idea if you listen to King of Lifts, but come on, my man. <laughs> Pull yourself together now. Um, wow. Good storyline. I thought that was kind of cut and dry. I didn't change up. I'm going to also stay with, by the way, that means Evgeny in second and then uh, Darius in, in bronze. It didn't change my picks, but it sure as heck made me a whole lot shakier on my picks when I found out that uh, basically yesterday, my man's was a full weight class up. We'll have to see how that shakes up. Moving into the 66 weight class. This is the land of Pena from France, the world champion, the grind King who won the world title in impressive fashion against nemesis, Sergei Glackick, who is not here this time, but returning will be Eddie Berglund, who is there, and he will be accompanied by Ilya Marichev, who is also a contender, posting up a, a big total. I won't go into it too deep until everyone else has their chance, but obviously, Pennett, if you guys have been watching, putting some monster gym totals up, he cuts, so you got to believe, does the cut get, is the cut going to affect him? But if you're paying attention to those gym, what he's been doing in the gym, it's been absolutely monstrous. And some people think he's going for the all-time record of 66 kilo, and he could be going well beyond that if he has a good day. But will he have a good day? Arian, what is your prediction, Servicai Nature? I think Pan's got uh, enough of a lead that, yeah, if he just like does the same performance as Worlds, or even if he has a good day, he's going to pull off the win. So I think it comes the battle of second and third between Eddie and Ilya. And I think if Ilya uh, Marichev was still a 59 and he was nominated the 59, I would have picked him to win. Uh, this kid is uh, ridiculously strong, but he moved up to the 66 kilo weight class. So he's going like the opposite of it, anti. So I think he has a lot of room to still fill out and a lot of room to still get stronger. You look at his picture on, on Goodlift. Looks like he's like 15 years old, 14 years old, not, not not 20 years old. So I think he's put on some uh, good strength. He's progressing. He's got the bigger deadlift. Eddie is very hit or miss with the bench. So I have uh, Panas first, Ilya second, and Eddie Berglund third. And let me let me press you for a little bit more details on Pena because the talk around Pena is like like he's posting crazy like 720 totals in the gym, 725. It's it's been crazy. Um, 
let's let's and he's saying he's he's taking the all-time record and he's gonna run with it. And he's gonna set a new standard for six six kilo. I post it up in King of Lifts. Do you think he's gonna set a new standard in sixty six kilo and post up anything bigger than anything we've ever seen sixty six kilo class and overwhelmingly people are believing? What are your thoughts, Arian? I'll, I'll be the hater and I won't believe the hype. Sometimes I, sometimes I fall for the hype too, but oftentimes we go into nationals or world to say like, all oh, these guys are going over 800 kilos. Or like, you know, all these guys are going to break uh, Charles, you know, 705.5 world record and everything like that. And then it doesn't happen. Like Daniel Clements doesn't do it. Panda doesn't do it. You know, with the 80, with the 74s, like Cho doesn't do it. C doesn't do it. Austin finally gets it. So I'm going to say he doesn't. I, I think maybe he'll get 700 kilo total. Nothing, nothing crazy. Well, that's that, that's pretty good. That's pretty crazy, but not. I know what you mean. Not it, historic. It's, ba- it's basically what he would have gotten at Worlds if he didn't lose his grip. Right, right, right. Yeah, and seven hundred kilo is crazy at sixty six, but not historic in terms of uh, like you were saying. Um, Tori, what are your thoughts on this showdown sixty six? I also have Panna in first. Um, I don't. I don't think the cut like the cut hasn't affected him in the past, so I can't see it affecting him now. And he's been putting up huge gym lifts as well. So I think he's a solid pick for first. But I I agree with Arian. I have Ilya in second. And that's only because he has a big deadlift compared to Eddie. So I think when it comes down to the final pull, he's going to make the decision. Yeah, that's the biggest handicap that Eddie has is um, if it's close, someone's pulling after him. And and they're just going to pull exactly what they need. And unfortunately, his day is already done when the next guy can try to bump. Bill, what are your thoughts, my friend? Yeah, I think, I mean, Panna should for sure win this class. I think if he slips up a little bit and has an off day, Ilya will win the class. The chances oh. are slim of that happening, but the, this kid is the future of the 66th class. And in two years, the way we're talking about Clements and Panna and you know, glad kick and all these guys, he is going to be this way and they're all going to be down here. The kid oh, is wow. going to be phenomenal. So really quick at Russian nationals this year, he pulled to beat glad kick at the end. Um, and actually he missed the pull obviously to make the open team. But um, so, I mean, that's how close he is to glad kicks level who then is just below Panna from national or from worlds. So, I mean, the kid is right there, but I mean, I think, you know, Panna should, hold off and, and take it this time. So I have Ilya in second. I have Eddie in third. Um, I know that what Tori said about Panna not having issues with the weight cut. I mean, so last time he was at Euros, he missed weight, I believe. Did that, he? Was, that, was, that was the hospital story, I believe, where he had to get taken to the hospital. Do you remember that one? Was that Euros? Yeah, that I was know the he... European Championship. It was, either last, it was either the last one or the one before that. Um, but also, I don't know if he's ever done weight cuts within seven weeks of each other right eight weeks of each other yeah that's rough that's rough but um i think so again i have pana winning Ilya second eddie third but regardless of whatever pana hits clements will hit more this saturday (laughs) (laughs) look at this fucking guy come on out shoot you gotta listen to the other episode to get the reference yeah (laughs) i'm just gonna say i mean so you're saying the best total ever is a 66 where daniel clements will probably do that this saturday coming up december 4th do you think daniel clements will um weigh in as a 66 purely to to get that 
Because if he's a 67, it's not. It, he's going like, to win as a 66 to win money in that meet. But so I, I believe that'll happen. Yeah. He's got to be, uh, and I mean, it's got to be 66. Can't be 66 point something. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. If not, if let's he's not 66. do it. 66.1, then of course, you know. Let's so, not even do it. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Bill, what do you think uh, Ilya totals that you think on a bad day for Pana, he's going to, uh, Ilya's going to beat him? Uh, mid 680s. So again, you know, yeah. So if you know, take a deadlift away, take a squat away from Pana, it could be pretty close. So Ilya, I think I think the likelihood of of this time being very very low of that happening, but I'm just saying it could happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's very high price for Ilya. I do think so. I think Pana, like obviously Pana's got this right. Um, Unless unless he drops the ball and Ilya has an absolute monster stay, like Bill was saying. It's probably Ilya who's going to be the biggest threat, but Penn has really got to drop the ball on this. And even when Penn drops the ball, it's going to have a pretty big total. So things really got to hit the hit fan for him. Um, in terms of weight cut, he had some, he has weight cut stories before when he came on the podcast that Bill's referencing, but he's got, he's made adjustments. Um, Cause when I seen him at the world championships, he is lean as hell and he's dialed it in through a history of making six, six. So I, I don't anticipate cause I'm, per, I think he was posting, about his weight, and I don't think it's going to be a hero cut for this because um, he's oh, he's shit. made. It- he, sorry, sorry. He made weight in July, September, and now he's going to try to do it in September again. So that's that's rough. In November, I mean, yeah. Like you said, he has it under control. So I mean, that's a good. Yeah, thing I, I I think it's I think he's like you got a point where doing it over and over is rough. But I I think though he's actually dropped his body weight. Uh, what he was saying when he's on the podcast was previously he thought if I'm bigger, I'll be stronger after I cut, right? That's the whole temptation. And then he was like, then the disaster struck, blah, blah, blah. He's since made the adjustment and he's like, I'm like, I think he's walking around at like 67, 68. Like he, at Worlds, he showed me his abs and it was freaking crazy, man. Like, I mean, like insanely lean. That's weird. Hey, listen, it was in this hotel room. It, what it is, what it is, man. It's, it's just dudes being dudes. But anyways. Um, drinking at a bar. That's it. Um, but, and then I showed him my abs and whatever. Um, but he, I, I think he'll be all right. I do think he's going to have an absolute, in terms of like, if we're, so look, we're all picking Penner, right? And I think most, I think we're all picking Ilya for a second. I didn't know Ilya was going to be a prospect like, like you, like you're saying, Bill, but if he is, that's exciting as shit. Cause Russia, mother Russia has got some amazing lifters, obviously. And, um, and the kid's 20. So for the kid to be trying to unseat Gladkick at the Nationals, Gladkick's probably this kid was a a teenager a few weeks ago, and he's going to try to bump me. I'm a two time world champion in the Open. He's going to take my open spot already. Uh, the kid's barely shaving, so he's gutsy. I love it. He's got a deadlift on him. Love it again, and he's just moved up to six six kilo, and he just started shaving. Who knows what's going to happen in two to three years? Um, so I'm excited to see the kid. Uh, progress, but right now it's Penn's time. I think Penn is going to uncork something absolutely monstrous. Um, Clement, Clements might outtotal him, but uh, it's going to be. I think it's going to be close. Um, and there are two different competitions when we say this. Yeah. So Panna gets the world record, but Clements has the all-time world record. Let's call it <laughs> maybe. That's the thing. I'm saying might, but it's a. Uh, I think Penna is capable of doing something absolutely monstrous as a 66. From what I'm seeing in his training, it's got to take four place on the platform. Um, and a lot of things can happen. Yeah. It's going to be, it's too bad. Clements and Penna 
didn't clash because those two guys are absolutely monsters. And then it'll be, they're so close. It'll come down to handling and who makes mistakes with handling, et cetera. And who's making the right calls and who gets the most out of themselves. And um, you know, the cuts and the whole nine and that they would literally be flip a coin. If they ever clashed head to head at worlds, it would be flip a coin. Who wins that one? I pray we see this happen and they could literally, they could clash 10 times and um, who knows, they could be five each. You know, that's how close these gentlemen are at this point. Um, but anyways, I digress. I think, I think, uh, I think Penn is going to do some serious business in the 6'6 six, six kilo. I think he's going to do um, 7'15 range and, or 7'10 or something like that. Um, I believe it. 74s. My dear friends, it is the return of Alexander the Great, Sweden's own, who had a battle for the world championships in the homeland Sweden, and he's going to defend the nation's honor once again, and Rambo's back. Rambo, who, I mean, um, France got shooters, and and that, that suits when, when my man's nickname is Rambo, but um, dramatically in his last deadlift coming out, and he's got a monster deadlift on him, but passed out before he got to the deadlift bar, got a little too ahead of himself, a little too excited, and passed out before the lift even happened. You rarely see that, but it happened. On a good day, these people are neck and neck, but on a bad day, who the heck knows? A bad day Rambo had, but who knows what's going to happen when it comes to this. And then, obviously, um, we got the rest of the field. I won't go too deep into it. Um, Tori, I'll let you go first. What are your thoughts? What are you expecting is going to happen here? I think Alexander Erickson is going to take the win easily. He just came off his world championship. So I think this will be a runaway for him. Um, oh, wow. And then I, ha- I have Rambo in second. Um, like you said, he's had problems in the past. And he just came second at Worlds as well. So I don't think these guys are going to put a lot on their total. I think it's going to stack up exactly how it did at Worlds as well with uh, Joshua coming in third. We have three people that just came off um, the World Championship. So I think that gives a lot of insight into like where their total is going to be at. If Rambo, and um, I'm not disagreeing with you, as a matter of fact, you know what, let me go ahead and give my picks. Usually I give my picks last, but let me give my picks right now. Here's what my thought is, and I kind of agree with you, but there's a caveat I'll put, but I'm still going to pick the same. I'm going to take Alexander. Um, he was seven for nine at Worlds. Uh, by the way, thank you for the scouting report. He was seven for nine at Worlds, and he, and he won it with a 727 and a half. Um, he is class. He's quality. He knows what he's doing. He's a veteran. He's won in the juniors, in and out of equipment, a multiple-time world champion already. Um, in the juniors, in and out of equipment, moved into the open, and and he took it in in a fierce battle. Rambo, I get it. His seven seventeen point five at Worlds is not his best total, and while he won't expand a lot strength wise, his performance will be better. I think because I don't think he's going to pass out again like he did. So I think he'll have his previous around his previous total ish of seven twenty five. And when he hits 725, which is rather close to Alexander's 727 and a half, he went nine for nine for that, though. So Rambo on a nine for nine day is still a little short of Alexander. 
And Alexander's world performance wasn't nine for nine. He was losing squats. He trained up his squat stance. His elbows were hitting his legs and he's getting called for it. It wasn't on strength necessarily. It's Ale- We didn't even see Alexander's nine for nine. So I think it'll be close. I think it's going to be a battle, but Alexander, I think nine for nine's top end is bigger than Rambo's right now. Even if Rambo doesn't pass out before his last deadlift. That's my hunch. And then, um, and Joshua Wright. I got the same podium as Tori does. Um, Arian, what are your thoughts? Similar thoughts. Like on one hand, you think, okay, you know, if, if Rambo didn't get all jacked up based on how his second deadlift moved, it looked like the third deadlift was there and he would have made the pull. But then the flip side, you think, well, you know, uh, Alexander had some issues with squat where it was like, I believe it was like elbow issues and stuff like that, right. um, where if he doesn't have those issues again, he's not going to lose those kilos that he lost. There. I think like 10 kilos he lost. So, it's like, you know, one point in this person's favor, one point in that person's favor. I was going back and forth, and I was like, I might regret this, but I'm going to pick Rambo for a second time now. So I picked him on Worlds, and I didn't get it. I'm going to pick him for Europeans. I think maybe he'll be able to execute a little bit better um, in a subtotal where he won't need to delve as much and then not get as jacked up. I think on a good day, they both can be around that, yeah, 730 range. And then Rambo having the bigger deadlift and hopefully executing will pull it off. So I have Rambo first, Alexander Erickson second. Then you got some fake totals and hidden people there. So I got Joshua right there as third. Yeah, Rambo, even before that, uh, the last deadlift was one for three in bench, two for three in squat, and didn't have a great – if he could piece together a nine for nine. It's a little tougher. Look, at Rambo's a threat. I'm not saying he's not a threat, but it's it's a little tougher to tell – um, and with Alexander, his pedigree in terms of winning world titles and piecing together better days, I'm a little more confident in. Bill, where's your confidence, sir? Okay, so um, I'm going to go with Arian and say that Rambo will take it this time. I think it's very, very hard to beat someone two times in a row, especially when you're fairly evenly matched like that, um, especially within you know an eight-week period or whatever it's going to be. The other thing is now Alexander is now world champion. There's a little bit more pressure on him to perform and not so much for Rambo. Cause he's still the, you know, up and coming guy. Right. So I think that Alexander might be a little, I don't want to say stiff or tight going into this, but like kind of trying to protect it a little more. Right. Cause I'm world champion. I have to win this. I can't not be European champion if I'm world champion kind of thing. Um, but I also think that if Rambo didn't pass out, he probably makes that last deadlift and wins anyway at Worlds. Um, and then for my third place, I actually have um, Anatoly from Russia. He hit a 698 in uh, last year in, in 2020. Um, so I think that his total probably put him into the you know low 700s, whatever, and, and be pretty solid in um, third place. We got split here. Um, a couple of us with Alexander the Great and a couple of us with Rambo. Look, at it's going to be a good scrap either way. If Rambo can piece together, if Rambo is six for six in squats and bench and it comes down to deadlift, he's got a big deadlift. And um, I mean, he's got a sizable deadlift. It's, it's, it's bigger than Alexander's and who knows what's going to happen there. But like Arian said, and I was mentioning, Alexander had switched up his squat stance and he's getting called. You don't see his call very often for knees or elbows touching the knees and assisting the squat. And um, 
I don't know. I think if he if he had those squats back in, things might have been a little different. But anyways, it'll be interesting to see. It's a good battle. We'll have to see when how it plays out. And uh, I hope we're gonna have to keep track of these. I want to see who's got, who who's winning with these predictions because we do have some splits here. Let's get into the eighty threes. And uh, in the Europeans, our boy Yanis. Buchu really stood out from France with his absolutely monstrous deadlift. If anyone had seen the IPF World Championships, that deadlift session with the 83s was insane. They volleyed that deadlift record back and forth. People were attempting it and missing, attempting it and hitting, attempting it and breaking that. Um, oh, and by the way, Russell Orhe was in the mix. It was quite the deadlift session, and Yanis was a part of it. Um, emerging on the scene, had a nine for nine day, a 778 total, but Emilio Cotti of, of, uh, Italia with a 772.5 also has a monster deadlift. Surprise, surprise. Also at nine for nine, surprise, surprise. So they're, they have a high pedigree and they perform at an international level to international standards and are very tight. And then we also, and then we have coming in closely. Well, I won't go through all of them because I don't want to start giving too much away. But you could see a battle coming. It's a tight race in the totals, and they both are monster deadlifters and full well capable of changing up. Who wants to go first? Bill, let's go first with you this time. Okay. So you have Giannis and you have Emilio. They both went nine for nine at Worlds. Um, So pretty much that's what we need to expect from them, right? Is you know, that 780, 770 to 780 range, probably, correct? We'd all agree on that for the most sure. part. Sure. Um, Jurens, I think that's how you say his name, uh, Kengamu from Great Britain, comes in with a 676, which he did, I'm sorry, 767, sorry, that he did in September. And he left about 20 kilos on the table and missed lifts. Um, so, and he also has a, a pretty big deadlift as well. So I'm going to play a little game here and say that he's going to make all those lifts. Those guys won't go nine for nine again, and um, he'll be in that 780 plus range. So I'm going to go with Jurens for first. I'm going to go with Giannis for second and Emilio for third. Damn. This is a, yeah, I mean, look, you're right that going nine for nine consistently, nine for nine is like a unicorn for most people. So to do it, back-to-back over and over and at international level is very difficult um i didn't see whether or not like how the lifts went uh for for the bit for the brit urines and um 676.5 i mean if he can add 20 kilo on there yeah he's right there that'd just about do it it kind of depends on how close those lifts were for him he's got a big squat and he's got a big deadlift what are you thinking arian and I understand what, what Bill's saying, but I th- thought like Giannis put on like a great performance at Worlds. Like not only did he make all his lifts, but all his lifts were like clean. He maybe had a little bit more in him as well. He was just kind of like, you know, playing in the placing and then the record with the Delif at the end. So I-, I think like he'll perform well. He did a meet, you know, a lot of meets. I guess, you know, the Europeans are competing a lot lately. So he did a meet in July and then August and September. And, um, you know, his totals going up nicely um, across those meets. He's making weight every time, not having an issue, making lots of attempts. So I think he's still going to be the heavy favorite versus 
Emilio, like he did a meet in um, August where he bombed out on bench and then he came and had the really great performance in September at Worlds. And then he did some kind of deadlift only meet, it looks like in October, where he weighed, weighed in 87 kilos. So for you guys saying, you know, the cutting the weight could affect them, maybe, you know, them cutting four kilos there could be an issue. I, I do like Jern's Kangamu as well. I mean, you go click on his picture on Goodlift, he looks like a Terminator, right? They come over there and uh, dominate these guys. But to go against what Bill's saying, because he's saying, oh, you know, he left 20 kilos on the table. Yeah, last meet, he missed his third deadlift. The meet before that, missed his third deadlift. The meet before that, missed his third deadlift. The meet before that, missed his I see third a pattern. I see a pattern here. Yeah. Which means that he's due. He's due. <laughs> he's due. He's due. <laughs> Look at Bill, the optimist. You know what they say? I don't trust words. I even question actions, but I never doubt patterns. I, I think I think Giannis has, like, you know, the age. He's making attempts. He's leaving a little bit in the tank. He's got the big deadlift. So I'm going with Giannis first. I'll stick with Emilio second and Jerns in third. Hmm. Tori, what are you thinking? Is Are we going to say a pattern continue? Are we going to see a shakeup? Some of these gentlemen are going nine for nine. Another gentleman keeps missing his third. But is he, is he due? Is he due to hit that third and make a shakeup? What are your thoughts? No, I, I agree with Ari, and I'm going <laughs> to – consistency is everything. And Yanis has showed a lot of consistency, like his current trajectory with his total is only up. So I think also coming off world's performance, um, I, I'm putting him in, him in first. And then Emilio also because he competed at world's. They both had nine for nine performances. So putting him in second and then – Jaren's third. I think he's an amazing lifter, but patterns repeat. I don't think that um, he's going to be able to pull off uh, a second or even first place to beat those two guys. It'll be interesting. Um, I'm going to have to agree with with you, Tori, and you, Arian. But I am now interested if uh, if I don't know if it's Jaren's or Jaren's. Uh, forgive us. We'll know after after the the European Championships. After he wins, right? That's yeah, exactly. Oh, 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 if he if, if he wins, we all I, we got to eat crow for not picking him, and then we got to make sure we get that name right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, look at if he gets that deadlift, and and there is there is a point of it's a big meet. It's the European Championships, and if ever you're going to fix it and come up with something, it's going to be now. You know, it's something that you need to address. We'll have to see. I'm going to go with Yanis. Um, there's all types of, of momentum with him. Just coming part of Team France, you should see them at the World Championships, how confident they are because they know they're riding this momentum. And after the deadlift session, everybody was talking about him like, oh, my God, Yanis, you have a deadlift on you. Um, so I'm going to agree with your guys in terms of your podium placing, but we'll have to see. And these fellas are all getting close to that 800 kilo mark. I don't know how close they're going to get now because September wasn't that far away. But their trajectory is going up. You know, they're, they're, they're progressing fast. Some parts of the world that are already well-developed in powerlifting, the progress is a little bit slower. France, Italy, Spain, they're progressing very, very quickly. Um, so I, I don't want to make a major prediction in terms of the total, but we're going to start getting around the 800-kilo mark, and people are going to start entering the 800-kilo club relatively quickly if not this european championships in 2022 um some of these gentlemen are going to start hopping in there let's move it on to the 93s one sec here as i adjust myself 
Do that in public. Yeah. And um, you know what? So something, a major storyline for myself, Gustav Hedlund, again, representing the host nation of Sweden at the IPF World Championships had a sensational battle with Jonathan Keiko, went right down to the very last deadlift. And damned if Gustav didn't have that bar flying off the ground, up to his knees and a little past it. And I thought for a second there, while commentating, I was like, oh, and he's, and it got away from him. Right as before I finished my sentence, um, the bar, it was a little too quickly. And he said himself, it was, it was, it was faster than I thought. It wasn't controlled. Knees locked out quick. And I felt when got pitched forward. I saw him in the back and he said, that's not going to happen at Europeans. In a European championship, you're going to see me full send what I'm capable of. I believe him. And I think this is where we're going to see a monster total out of Gustav Hedlund. He's, I mean, look at all, I was going, I was going first previously, but I'll, obviously I'm showing my cards here. Gustav is my pick, but not only is my, he my pick, I think he's going to uncork something big that's going to have the rest of the world talking at a world championship type level. I know it's the Europeans, but it's international IPF refing under those type of standards. He's going to have a monster total. We've already seen at the worlds how tough it is to have monster totals because the standards are so high when you have IPF international judging going. I think we're going to see something special at Gustav. And once again, it's in his home nation. So in terms of travel, in terms of um, you know time zone change and all that, all favorable for him. So he's not only my pick, but pay attention. He's going to make a statement. I think he's going to load up something monster for a deadlift and hit it. What is a monster total? <laughs> he's so his eight fifty seven. I think. What is a monster total? Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna. Let's do this. I'm just saying, is it going to take the world record, like 873 plus? Uh, one sec there, love. Is he going to take out Ashton when he did it at 881? Is he going to take out? No, Kevin no, no, Carson no. 892? I think. Uh... Is he take out Jesse Norris at 914? Like what? <laughs> yeah. You're going to keep pressuring him. Yeah, let me do my math, kid. Okay. So. I think best at 860. What, I got? think he's going to have from an 875 to an 880, like early 880 range. I think I think the late one 870s to early 880s is probably where I see him. If he had gotten that last deadlift, he would have been around there. And I think this is where he's going to be as well. Um, he felt like he had a little more. Like the squat was so smooth at IPF Worlds. He doesn't need a heck of a lot more. Just you know, even two and a half kilo more here. Um, get the last, the last deadlift is really where it's going to be at. If he goes nine for nine, I know that's a big ass, but if he can go nine for nine, add just a little bit on the squat, not a lot, but just a little bit. And if you've been watching his, his training, it's been going lovely. The bench kind of got a gift on the bench at worlds. I thought his butt came up, but if he keep his butt down and hit around the same bench, that's fine. And then he lands that dead. So I honestly think he'll be late eight seventies, early eight eighties. And that's a monster total to me. When I say monster total, because I can win the IPF Worlds any given day. Um, what do you think, Bill? I mean, I think he's going to win for sure. Is he capable of hitting that total? Yes. Is he going to? No, because he's going to take what he needs to hit the world record total. 
what so what, what do you what is the world record total right now 873 is okay. the world record total so unless he hits that on his second and then just goes for something big after that but based off of his attempts from worlds and all that stuff i don't see that happening on his second attempt deadlift because he that makes that sense. on his third attempt so yeah. i mean you know 875 is probably where he's going to end up something like that um but i you know i absolutely think that's possible and very very likely that happens for sure but i don't think anything more than that or at least i wouldn't recommend him to try more than that i agree with you full send i think if i if i was in his corner if the world record's on yeah i would say just stop there but 875 with my calculations is that dead that he would have got and i think that's it too I, i agree with you 875 and then we'll see how it moves. We'll all be talking like, did he have around 880? You know, yeah, that's right. still monster for me. That's monster. And like, obviously, it's a world world record. So, um, is that that's what you're expecting as well? Then, yeah, I think I think that's yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, if he locked that last deadlift out, then that would have been his total anyway. So, I think yeah. that's probably what he shoots for to go for the world record. Um, and then I have um, yeah, Teodor from Bulgaria had a really rough world championship. Missed two squats, missed two benches, missed a deadlift. I think he can put a little bit more together and get into the 800s to get second place. And then I have uh, Will Pickering from Great Britain coming in third place. Uh, my buddy uh, Ruben Rodriguez Castro coming in fourth. I wanted to pick him third, but I don't think he's going to get there. Uh, what do you think in there, Arian? Yeah, I mean, similar stuff with Gustav. He's going to you know easily win this. Can he get that world record? I mean, it's possible. Like, you know, if he gets two and a half kilos on a squat, two and a half kilos on his bench, then he only needs 347 on a deadlift. If he gets like the same, uh, you know, gets two and a half kilos on a squat, but he gets like two and a half less on his bench because like you said, he got a gift, maybe he only gets 207, then he needs to pull that 352 that he missed at Worlds, which he thinks he can execute it better. So I do think the 875 is capable of being there. It just depends on how well he ba- bounces back from like peaking again, making weight and all that stuff like that. Um, so I think he'll be around there. But I had a similar idea as Bill where the Bulgarians kind of disappointed a little bit at Worlds and Teodor more than Emil. And it was like, yeah, he just missed lots of attempts. I think his gym, the gym test he did or whatever smaller meet they did that's not listed, he had bigger numbers and kind of disappointed a little bit. I think maybe just there's not much results on him on Open IPF. Some of them are from many, many years ago. Maybe he doesn't have the experience. I think William Pickering, even though he hasn't competed outside of the UK, is coming along nicely. The 787 he did was missing his third deadlift, which is a 20 kilo jump. So, you know, you only take 10 kilos. Instead, you're at 797. So I think uh, uh, William will come with some good coaching from the British team. And uh, I'll have Will at second. I'll put Theodore down at third. I like how I pick someone to make a third deadlift and you bust my balls. But then all of a sudden, now, now it's now it's the tables have turned and you're like, no, all he has to do is make a third deadlift and get the, second place. The, differ- the difference is he makes his third attempt deadlift. And the difference is he took – he went 300, 320, 340 and missed the 340. <laughs> in, in a competition Europeans, he's not going to need the 340. They're not going to give it to him. They'll give him 330 or 325 for second place. <laughs> what are you thinking, Tori? Yeah, Gustav is going to come first, and I agree with Bill. I think he's just going to take what he needs to get the world record total, which if he plays it smart and chips away at all of his lifts, then I don't think that's a far out reach for him. And then Will Pickering I have in second and Tidor in third because I think coaching really does make all the difference, and if he has a good team behind him, I think he can um, 
make uh, quite a big jump from his last total uh, 787. Never Suck heard it. of the Bulgarian squat method? Come Suck on, it, Bill. <laughs> that's coaching right there. Come on. Suck, <laughs> Suck it, Bill. That must be what he's running. <laughs> so we're, when I'm look, trying to get, gather information on Will, I can't find much, though. I think I looked on um, IPF, not yeah. like not open. He, um, he's done like 10 meets, but they're all in the UK. Yeah. Since 2017. I don't know where I found his meet history but am i missing it wasn't all in open because i can't find it in open powerlifting i see him as william pickering number one okay let me do william. maybe if you just if Damn you search just search the last name pickering it'll come up and he only weighed in 91.4 last meet from a couple months ago so i think body weight's good hmm yeah it's um i mean obviously uh well it's it's a resounding gustav for for uh gold but in terms of who you want for your second, you know, it's it's true Theodore didn't didn't show up at the IPF Worlds, and I'm wondering what the situation was. If it was, um, you know, in terms of weight cut or something happened with the background story that we just don't know. But having said that, I'll go with the kid, Will Pickering. If nothing else, it, 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 if you drop the ball once at the IPF Worlds, you know, we have to see an improvement before I'm going to back you again. So I'm going to go with Will and then the Bulgarian coming in bronze just due to that. Um, but who knows, man? Maybe maybe Team Bulgaria turns it back around and and they have a good showing at the European Championship and a lot of things pop up, but they're like small injuries. You're not going to back out because the IPF World, so you show up. It, it doesn't end up being the day you wanted, but um, you have more in store. It could be a redemption story. We'll take a look because they are fairly close on the projected and the nominations. It kind of depends how it shakes up. That one, I'm not very confident. Either one of the gentlemen, haven't seen a lot of them, to be honest with you. Um, not big on Instagram, not big on terms of the international scene. Haven't seen a lot of them. So I was going to flip a coin anyways. But if I'm going to flip it, what the hell? We'll go with um, you know the Will Pickering. And at that, we'll move forward to the 105s. And it is none other than the IPF World Champion and Best Lifter at the IPF World Championships, Anatoly Novopismani from the Ukraine, returning for the European Championships. And he will be met with Junior 105 World Champion, who entered into the Open just a couple months ago and already clashed with Anatoly. Emil Norling defending Sweden's honor, and they are met with Coco from France, who popped up on everybody's radar. Coco is a young kid, and um, I mean, France is freaking coming up and coming up fast. People were saying you got to watch out for Coco. I knew he's strong by his Instagram, but was it wasn't sure what to expect. And holy smokes, I mean, he is born in two thousand. So he's still a junior and hit up a 895 kilo total. And judging by his his training, I'm expecting him to blow that up, dip into the 900s. It's crazy how quickly the world standard is rising um, at with these lifters at a young age. Arian, what are your thoughts? Kind sir. This is going to be one of the, the good battles, one of the good weight classes. And it's like, it's tough because it ended up being closer than expected with the Emil Noring putting some pressure on at the end. It seemed like, and totally play a little bit more conservative at the end on deadlifts just to make sure, um, just in case there was an issue. Um, and then he ended up, you know, making all three. But it started off a little bit like scary for Anatoly with that first squat. 
And then he was just kind of shaking all the squats. He missed his third bench, but ended up pulling off the win. And with uh, Coco, I mean, yeah, he's young. He's progressing well. I haven't been following his training as closely. Um, he does some, like, variations and stuff like that, too. So it's hard to tell off, like, SSB and stuff like that, what he can hit. So it'll be interesting to see how much he puts on it. But it's it's hard for me to, to go against the person who won, the person who's the best lifter, who might be the, the best lifter, uh, regardless if he, even if he hadn't won, uh, if he hadn't even shown up to Worlds, he may have been the best lifter in the in the world right now for this year. So I stuck with the same placing. Anatoly one, Emil Norling two, and Coco three. I, I can't switch it up. Here's the thing when, when you look at them. So Anatoly had a decent enough lead, but Emil missed his third squat, missed his third bench, and evened out on the deadlifts. Um, but he can if he goes nine for nine, who knows what kind of a day he could have. I think he's better than a 905 that he showed at the IPF Worlds. On the flip side, Coco ended up being within 10 kilo of a meal. And I didn't necessarily see that going into the IPF world championships And a bit of the battle turned into a meals, not threatening in a totally, but now he's got to look behind his back to possible Coco. So I don't not sure what to expect. Um, I'm pretty confident in a totally, but the podium, I'm not sure. Tori, what are you thinking about this podium? Yeah, I'm, I'm confident with Anatoly for first. Um, but I'm also confident that Emil Norling is going to come second and uh, Coco is third. But he did mention he was uh, coming off a back injury training for this. So mm. I'm expecting him to lose a little bit off of his total. But I don't think that he will lose enough that uh, Tuomas in fourth will be able to podium. Like he would have to lose quite a bit. So um, he's still looking really strong, but who knows? Sometimes when you are pushing a little too hard on on meet day, everything can fall apart. Yeah, and I actually I didn't see the back injury announcement. And um, if that's the case, so if because he could have been possibly a threat, or maybe even even it would be nice to see him enter into the nine hundreds. Um, but if if he's actually dealing with an injury, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Ask Bill. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think just not enough time has passed. I mean, it's probably going to be the same three in order. Um, yeah, and you, you said before you, you're not sure what Emil could put up if he went nine for nine, but he missed his third squat and third bench, so he would have been uh, nine seventeen if he made those, and he went nine for nine. So I mean, um, what you said before, if he if he went nine for nine, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it looks like his top end would be that nine seventeen ish, something like that. Um, so I don't think Anatoly is going to have an issue with that. Anatoly, Anatoly did do bench worlds also, <laughs> as opposed and after he did um, uh, after he did raw worlds. So he's been competing quite a bit and making weight quite a bit. But again, he's coming into that weight class, so he's not having an issue with that. So I don't see there being an issue with him. And then um, I think Coco, unless he's like legit injured, you know, will be solid in third place. Yeah, I don't think. Emil's closing the gap on a nine for nine day on Anatoly. <laughs> That's a, that is going to be a massive ask, but I do think his top end, if he's not having a great day, uh, like he didn't have a great day at worlds. If he does have a great day, I think his top end is bigger than we've seen even bigger than if you added up what his nine for nine would have been at this IPF worlds. Cause obviously he was, he, he started missing lifts. So something was off. I think if he shows up and he's confident and he's like, we're on today, um, you start getting more and more ambitious. I wonder what it could be. Cause obviously if you miss your third squat, 
you got to start thinking about your third, your deadlift attempts, and you have to start adjusting to your day, right? So let's say he goes three for three in his squat and he's having a good day and there is no adjustments needed. And let's see what that looks like. And I'm not convinced. I think I like, I'm not saying he's, he's a threat to Anatoly, but I think his top end could be something special. I think the kid is something special. Um, we'll have to see. He's eating home cooking. It's not a big travel and it's not a time zone change. So there's no excuses if he doesn't have a, a, a top end day, right? So we'll see. Uh, Coco, I would have liked, again, I would have liked to see Coco dip into the 900s as well. But um, if he's dealing with an injury and they're competing very close, uh, progress isn't going to be massive in this tight period. Five kilo might have been nice. And I think it would have been there, but it is what it is. So I'm seeing the exact same podium. I think we're all seeing the exact same podium. So that's that. Looking at the 120s. This is the fun one, man. <laughs> yeah, so this is the one where I'm not as, as familiar with some of these gentlemen. Um, Bill, why don't you lead us in then, sir? All right, so basically there's, what is this, seven guys within 12 kilos on the nominations here. Only one of them actually competed at world championships. So um, um, Carl from Norway, who's at, 862 was the last one to compete. Um, I'm sorry, he's the only one that did world championships this year, but he also did the equipped world championships too. So now this is his third meet again in, you know, two and a half months or whatever it's going to be, which is crazy. Um, so anyways, yeah, so this is just a lot of, I don't want to say unknown guys, but guys that have been, you know, not at the world championship level of course. Um, so I'm just going to kind of throw up my names here. So I have uh, the fifth rank Russian Maxime coming in first place. I have uh, Dmitry Pavlenko from Ukraine coming in second place. And then uh, Matus from Poland coming in third place is what I have there. Just based off of other meets that they've done recently, different qualifying totals, Missed attempts here, missed attempts there, what they could have added to their total. And that's kind of what I put together with that. Yeah, I'm familiar with Carl. Like you said, uh, he's been at a couple different world championships. I remember him uh, in 2019 as well. He's got a monster deadlift on him. I think he picked up a medal at the equipped. I think he took a silver medal in the equipped world championships not too long ago. He's a big debtor. Um, but yeah, we got some some new faces here. Arian, what are your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I mean, new faces to uh, me for sure. So I had to like do kind of what Bill says, go look up and see, you know, when they recently competed, what kind of numbers they hit. And I saw that uh, Dimitro Pavlenko in May did 883.5. So I like that that number there. And it was recent and weighed 116 kilos. So no issues with body weight. Uh, then the other guys like Kieran Gray, I saw he did a, a meet in September, 875. Uh, Matthias did 875, but it was, you know, 2020. So who knows how much he's progressed. Um, Bill's guy, Maxim did 867 in May. That uh, 890 he did in 2018 though, baby, let's go send it. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> he also in 2014. Take it easy. Let's not go back a decade. Where's <laughs> where, where this 890? I think Bill was dreaming. From 2018. Oh, 2018, I see all equipped meets and then a 342. Are you talking about Maxime Beznosov? Or are you talking about a different Maxime? Yeah, Beznosov. 
Unless uh, I looked up the wrong Maxine. Yeah, because there's two Maxines, so maybe we're looking at the wrong one. Anyways, my picks, <laughs> I'm looking at all these guys in that 865 to 885 range. I'm going with Dimitro Pavlenko for first since he has the 883 and it was recent. No weight cut issues, anything like that. Then I have Kieran Gray as second because he did 875 recently. Um, I think he's got a little bit more in him as well, but he didn't hit like, you know, all three PRs across the board for that best total. And then I went with Mateus Grezesic. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name because he has the 875. I know he did it in 2020. He did it once in 2018. Who knows what he's been doing since then. Um, But I'm just going off of that 2020. I think hopefully he's progressed some and uh, he'll be ready to go. I put him at third. The scouting report Tori did and shared with me um, had Pavlenko's total in there. And um, I was keeping my mouth shut. Tori, I'll let you. The cat's out the bag. Arian did his scouting report as well, apparently. But she basically. Yeah, Arian, good yeah. job. Yeah, good job. A plus Arian. for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tori, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I also, I'm unfamiliar with all of these lifters. So I was going off their most recent totals. And Dimitro has the highest, most recent total with 883. And then we have Kieran Gray with 875 and Matthews with 875. But like Arian said, that was in 2020. And we don't know what he's doing now, but fingers crossed that he has made some progress. And that would put him in third. But it is hard because, uh, like Bill said, all the lifters are within like 10 kilos of each other, like those uh, seven like all the lifters under Dimitro so it's hard to say and like their their data in open powerlifting is some of it's missing so mm. we don't know what they've been doing or even that even their training if you're trying to find them on Instagram it's so difficult so Bill looks like you looked the wrong Maxim no I just speak Russian and you don't Ma- that's all you so I know up- where to look <laughs> no you looked up Maxim Sor- Sor- Sorokin 890 total well, anyways, I'm gonna. I'll go next. Um, so that was your one, two, three, right there, Tori. Yeah. Great second. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I really heavily leaned on on Tori's scouring reports here. The but despite you didn't do your own, so so just uh, gonna not, so well, she, I, she picked. So just go to the next weight class. <laughs> no, no. Well, this is where we differ, though. This is what I was gonna say. So um, for some of these weight classes, when I'm not familiar and they're not big on Instagram. Yeah, you need some scouting on this. And Tori did a phenomenal job. But this is where I'm going to shift gears on Arian and Tori here. I'm swapping uh, Kieran Gray and Matthews Grzycki. Um, Apologies if I butcher. They're both coming in with an 875 previous. But I the the uh, Mat- Matthews has a 340 deadlift. He's got a bigger dead. And this is from 2020. And while... You guys are questioning 2020. I'm being the optimist saying maybe he's covered ground since then. So maybe 875 is conservative for my mans. And he's got a bigger deadlift, potentially might be deadlifting afterwards. And that um, that day he went two for three on deadlifts when he hit his 340. So maybe he's got a bigger dead in his pocket. He certainly almost two years ago was planning on a bigger third. Maybe that was always possible and just wasn't there on that day. Now, what's what's with two more years training? I'm going to take my man for silver, and I think I'm going to take gray for bronze. But I'm I'm somewhat gambling here, like you guys had said, 
Um, I'm going off of just the numbers that Tori supplied and uh, what I could find on open powerlifting, but it's I, I'm not as familiar with these gentlemen. So after these European championships, if they stick around and end up at world championships, we'll have a better scouting report and we'll see them live. Actually, I, I do have a note. I was able to find Kieran Gray on some of his recent training, and he did deadlift 350 really oh. fast. So that does put a, quite a bit on his total, and that's why I ended up uh, putting him in second above. Tori, you didn't tell me this, Tori. You, you kept that <laughs> for yourself. Tori's, Tori's like, Tori's like, Tori's, Tori's like, I'm not giving it all to you, man. Okay, I got I to keep a couple, couple for myself for the podcast. <laughs> Nicely played. Seven days ago, three fifty-two point five kilos on uh, Ilico bar kilo plates. More, yeah, it looks damn. Good. I'm sorry, sticking. your picture lost. I'm in sorry, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> I'll I'll stick with it. We I like how, how Tori plays. We know how Ryan goes with, with locked in picks. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's fluid. It's fluid. That's right. Especially in this weight class, too. And Tori already knows she's swimming with sharks, so she's got to keep a couple of this information to herself. I like it. I like it, Tori. You're, you're fitting in well. All right. Let's move along to the 120s. Where are the big boys? Plus. 120-plus, sorry. Where the big boys play, and they get no bigger than some of these gentlemen. Um, Rico Martin of Spain checked in at a 200 kilos at the IPF Worlds, and rumor was the scale stopped at 200 kilos because he's 200 kilos dead even. 200 kilos, not .001 or nothing. Dead even, and I'm told the scale stopped there. He is a large man. All types of strong representing Spain, which uh, really showed up and showed out at the IPF World Championships. Um, We got some class here. Who wants to go first? Erin, do you want to go first, sir? Sure. I mean... Some of them, again, had just competed at Worlds. So, Dimitro Vovic just competed at Worlds, got third place. Uh, Ruben Rico Martin was kind of, like, in there in the battle as well and just missed that final deadlift to put the pressure on to get on the podium. So, he ended up uh, fourth. So, I was looking at that battle again for the top two to see who will pull it off. And I think with, uh, with Rico, you know, he was pacing very well through squat and bench. And then it was just that 15-kilo jump at the very end for Delph, which is more than, than he needed, like the minimum amount, and it was just too much for him that, that day. So I think he'll come back with a better tactic this time and maybe take a more conservative jump and make sure he gets that third attempt. So I'm going to go with Rico uh, Rico Martin, or Ricky Martin, however you want to call him. Oh, stop. Uh, our, our buddy, Ru- we'll call him Ruben Rico Ricky Martin. That's no, he won't. My, that's going to be my first <laughs> Not play. to his face, you won't. And I got to see him at fucking world, so easy. <laughs> it's easy for you to say. <laughs> he, he's a 120 plus, so he's a nice guy. It's all those 59 and 66 yeah. trying to bite your knees, okay? So he's probably a super nice dude. I'll go with him first, beating out Dimitro Vovic. I'll put him a second. And then I stuck with Maxim. Make sure you look up the right one, Bill. Prokohorov, or however you pronounce his last name, to take third based on his total from 2020. What are you thinking, Tori? Yeah, I also had Dimitro in first, Ruben, Rico, Martin in second, and Maxim in third. And I'm going off uh, based off the recent IPF Worlds totals for Dimitro and Ruben, assuming that they haven't made much progress since then. And then just using Maxim's most recent total with 928. And I'm kind of, I'm unfamiliar with their 
recent training for real. I have, I don't know. (laughs) Fool me twice. Okay. All right. How about you, Wild Bill? What are you thinking with the big man? Yeah, like um, Dimitro. I mean, he's come up from the 120 cl- 120s um, since he's been, a, you know, got into the open class. He's come up from into the the heavyweights, which has done him very, very well. So, I like him to beat out um, Ruben again on this one, and then um, Maxime. His total from twenty twenty, but his equip total has went down in the in the time from then, which kind of shook me up a little bit on his pro- progress. So I'm actually going to go with uh, my buddy, Steve Ringroot for uh, third place in this one. I think it'd be pretty tight for um, third place. Um, I just don't see Maxime putting up the nine twenty eight, nine thirty, whatever he would need for a, a bronze medal in this. When I was at the IPF world championships, um, First off, I was absolutely it's like, like it's super smug when you say it like that. I'm just like, yeah, hey, like, listen, you like, sound like an asshole. <laughs> 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 like, you know, when I was having dinner with some of these gentlemen, Gary and I were suspended when that happened. Yes, I get it. We got kicked out. I get it, bro. Oh, it feels good. <laughs> that Canadian passport gets me places. Um, no, but walking around in the 120 pluses warm up room is a humbling experience. These guys are massive, and they're it gets no bigger than Rico Martin. And, automatically you gravitate towards a guy like that. He's like a real life walking Andre the giant. When you see this dude and you're right here and he is a super nice guy. And I asked him, I was like, dude, we got to get a picture together. And like, I was all over this guy and I was asking him how his day went. Um, Cause when he hits the platform, he is all like, oh! and when he's yelling, it like blows the hair back of the head ref. Like it is crazy amount of power on that platform. And um, I'm asking how his day went. And he's like, that was not the day I wanted. Um, I got more in the tank. And I was like, really? Because we thought, like, the impression we got, like, you were doing super well. Like, you were hitting your squats. You were hitting your, yeah, but um, I was I was eating the food that was there type deal, right? It wasn't what we what I had planned coming in. I adjusted to how I felt. And um, I felt a lot better, obviously, leading into training. And I was like, holy smokes, Rico. So based off of that, if if this isn't really his top end and he thinks he can improve, I think I'm going to go with Rico Martin to take the gold. And I know, let me me add to your story real quick on that. He was there by himself. He didn't have his handler from Spain or anything like that. Like literally one of the Belgian lifters had to, one of the Belgian um, female lifters had to come in and just be like, you know, Hey, do you need help? He's like, yeah, please. And actually literally Mm. helped him out and put his attempts and all that stuff. Um, Actually, I think is that that's kind of illegal, but anyway, because um you know, since you're not actually on the list as a Spain, Spain coach, but regardless of that, no snitching, um, man. No yeah, snitching. What's, what, what's your name? Yeah, but like, say, if come on, man. That's familiar with him. It's helped him, you know, making the calls instead of the, the coach on the phone texting in or you know messaging in, like, hey, we should try this instead, kind of thing. Would maybe be a little bit easier and more settling for him to have a bigger day for sure. Yeah. So on top of that, whatever else, and um, I'm sure a bunch. So it looks like there's a couple of moving pieces moving against Rico, um, and the impression I got was he's capable of more and we're going to see at the European championships. Um, so I think I'm going to pick Rico. I think I'll pick uh, Dimitro for second. And I want to say, so Steve Ringout of, of Belgium that uh, uh, Bill was mentioning, he's going to do well. AJ Sharma of great Britain. Also he, he's a kid on the ups. He's on the come up. Um, I believe he's, he's uh, yeah born in 97. I'm not going to do the math right now, but 
um, he's on the come up and he's he's just entering into his own right now. So I'm expecting some big jumps from, from, from some of these guys. Like a guy like AJ could make some big jumps in his total and looks like his training he has been. So I'm expecting some big things from him, uh, Steve, AJ. But I will take uh, Maxim from Russia as the bronze medalist after uh, Dimitro. But I'm going to take Rico Martin for the gold medal. And I think, let's see what 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 Rico does. I'm interested. Um, I'm interested in what this what this young man could do. If he could push it into the late 900s in terms of kilo total, if he has a good day, when he's feeling good, when you talk to him afterwards and he's like, that was where, that's where I expected to be. Let me see. Because, um, uh, yeah, I am definitely curious. And there it is. The European Men's Open Preview Show. And um, the next one is the women's. You Thank you for... What? I was gonna say, do you want to throw any names from sub juniors or juniors that you? Ah, uh, yeah, my man. Good, good call. Before I, before I cut it, you if do you got some off the top of your dome you want to spit out? Uh, not really on on the the men's side, especially for the sub juniors. I don't really know the the names. We'll, we'll do women's next, though. Hold the women's. We'll do yeah. like a different different from, uh, from from the junior size. The ninety threes looks like it's gonna be a good battle with like you know top five being like, you know, 17 kilos away from each other. Uh, Richard Biden, he's a uh, strength guys athlete. So obviously I'm rooting for him to win. Um, and then you have Nicholas uh, Peyrode for the 120s. He's the world champion coming back to take the European championships. So that one should be interesting as well. Yeah, I'm just perusing um, the juniors in the men's. I mean, I'm going to be more familiar with a lot of these these gentlemen afterwards. Uh, I don't see a heck. I know some of these people probably at the IPF World Championships as our 66. No, from Spain, the world champion. No, I mean, uh, we'll have to see. Bill, does anyone or, or Tori, anyone super stand out for you that you think we should uh, draw attention to? Obviously, we, we, there's some close showdowns, but anybody you think that is going to have a big coming out party at this European Championship? There's nobody no, really not, know. Yeah. Oops, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not familiar with the junior men either. Just the females for juniors, yeah. Bill, what are you um, I was just gonna say. I mean, no one I really know particularly, but like when just kind of scrolling through and you see like uh, Renee Keiki from Switzerland in the 105s has an 870 um, projected total, which is, I believe, going to be over the world record junior total, if I'm not mistaken, or damn close to that. Um, so if that's a legitimate total and everything, that could be something really big. And then the other one I look at here is um, Timor from Georgia in the super heavyweights at nine, 12 and a half. So that's a really, really solid um, total for a junior, um, especially when that could possibly potentially put him on the podium in the open class this year. Yeah. Yep. We'll have to see. I mean, yeah, we'll have to see how they perform at an international level uh, with this kind of judging. I mean, Timor is legit, Bill, because he just competed at Worlds and he won the junior 120 plus. So we'll see go. how much he puts over that nine, twelve and a half. But that's pretty, uh, pretty good toll there for a 19, 20 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to see. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. The women's is next. Make sure you don't miss it. Give us high ratings. Subscribe. Tell everybody. Tag us in your Instagram posts. It is greatly appreciated. Until next time, six-pack Lapidat and the crew. Peace.